Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Hey there, I'm your host Norm and this is the Cardboard Conjecture Podcast. And on this episode, this is turning into a regular monthly episode and it is the new to my collection and games on my radar. And as usual, the Meeple Dungeon and a new inductee to the Council of Cardboard, Aaron from the Boards Alive Podcast. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They are the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories' amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. And we're back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. I am so happy to uh, have this segment go on because it costs so much money to me every time we finish recording <laughs> because I'm always filling up the, uh, the online basket of ga- games that I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. But what I'm talking about is uh, games new to my collection and games on my radar. And typically, it's not just me, there's a whole bunch of people coming in and we have our, uh, I'm going to refer to it now, the Council of Cardboard, and the regulars are Rob and Anna Marie from the Meeple Dungeon, and new Aaron from Boards Alive. So hey. welcome, everybody. Hello. Great to be here again. <laughs> so um, uh, the before we even start recording, uh, um, I was uh, being all giddy about the the mention of in two weeks being Kelowna bound and I'm having giddy. the opportunity to hang out with you guys awesome. for a bit. So, so excited. Oh yeah, I'm vibrating. Yeah. And of course, Dan, Daniel doesn't help either. How many sleeps, dad, till we go to the mountains? It's like, yeah. forget the mountains, cardboard, board yeah, right? games. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so uh, yeah, if, if nobody's, uh, um, you know, f- um, followed what we do here, uh, we just basically share what's new to our collection and uh, go through a little bit of FOMO and envy and uh, and then finish it off with uh, our wish lists. And uh, you know what? Let's start off with Aaron, get the the guest, our our, our council member guest. So uh, yeah, what do you wanna what do you wanna make us ooh and ah? Fireworks time. Okay, so the one of the newest to me games is uh, I got, I just got the Ultimate Railroads big big box in That's just the cool. other day. Uh, so this is a very large box filled with all things uh, Russian, German, American, <laughs> Asian railroads. Uh, so it's Ultimate Railroads. It is it is the base game of railroad, German railroads, Russian railroads, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it has it has all of the iterations, everything that that comes along with it. So it has the American railroads expansion the Asian railroads, which is brand new to it. Oh. 
Uh, and and so I, I've only ever played Russian railroads and German railroads, so I'm really excited for this because like American railroads, it has some of the different things. If if folks haven't ever played German railroads, it's a worker placement game where you're like moving little tracks, uh, multiple <laughs> tracks with these little like tr like rails things, and you move them along, Rail and you're just trying to score like 400 or more points because for some reason this game just wants a million points. Uh, and so like I've played Russian railroads and German railroads online, so those aren't ones that I'm not, I'm not dying to play those, but uh, American railroads, there's in the game there's like an industry track on the bottom in american railroads there's two of them so it's like mm. extra options uh, as well as a stock board that it added to the game ooh, and uh, the stock board sounds like ooh stocks because trains really it's not that much of a stock aspect it's really like another track that you slowly move up and it gives you bonus actions uh, but the first person to move into the next bracket actually dictates what that action is going to be. So oh, there's like yeah. a bit of a racy aspect oh, cool. to it. Um, so so that was the interesting stuff with American railroads. With Asian railroads, there's a group industry board track thing. So instead <laughs> of your little like thing on the bottom of your board, it's a big one in the middle. And uh, when you build like when you build factories, which are like on the other side of the train tokens in the game, you actually put them onto the main board. So everyone's oh. interacting with those factories. Uh, but they've also added these little maintenance cars, which you can put on next to these factories and just trigger as an action. And so you, there's like ways to get these bonus actions through through those the use of those. So that Asian Railroads one looks cool. That's one of the new bits to it. There's also a coal module, which essentially coal is just another resource. So it's like you can do stuff with it to you know do all the engine buildy worker placement -y type of stuff uh it also comes with the new engineers promo the special ideas promo and the manufactory train module so <laughs> a bunch of stuff in there it's got a solo mode for those people not me really but i know yes i know norm is a big <laughs> solo boy because uh, he's got no friends but like no. uh, we that so that's available in this also it came with uh, cardboard inserts that are actually good, I think. <laughs> nice. I mean, I haven't, like, shit shook the box up to see if it holds everything in place. But, like, they give you, like, an organizer to tell you kind of where to put stuff. And, and uh, oh. all the... All the pieces are labeled, so all the base game stuff is not labeled because you use that every time. But every other, like the German railroads, all have like a little specifically German building, and like the Asian railroads has like a little Asian symbol on all the pieces, and and even the other modules have little cool. like whistles just to keep everything organized nice. so that you know like what pieces go with what when you're setting it all up. So all so yeah, so things. I'm excited. It's a massive box. Uh, that sounds like a steamer trunk. Yeah, no, it's like <laughs> it's um, it, it's the still the Z-Man width wise, but then like height wise, it's like two boxes stacked on oh. top of each other. Wow. So it's it's wow. beefy. It's beefy. Euro goodness and tr fill of tr tracks. You just kept saying, and then there's a new track, and another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Cool. It, it, I'm excited. So so I'm really I'm really just for that. And uh, if people want my opinion on it as I progress, you know, I'll be posting it on Twitter and stuff. But yeah, nice. it, I'm very excited for that one. Every time <laughs> you said 
Russian Railroad, I was hearing, like, I was just expecting you to say Russian Roulette. I don't know why, like, every time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nope, Henry, that's uh, not the game uh, we're playing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. A little more risk involved in that game, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, very much yeah. so. It's very Deer Hunter-like, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Rob and Anne-Marie, you guys can decide who wants to go first. You can go ahead. Okay. Um, so this one, the first one I have, I know, um, I actually heard you talking about it quite a bit, Norm. Um, so I thought, well, <laughs> why the heck not? I'm such a bad influence. <laughs> um, and this one is Anomia. And I oh, had, oh. yeah, I had never, never played it. And it sounded just like chaotic fun. Um, I am terrible at it, we have found. <laughs> and it's so true. So this game um, is just where you, everybody, you flip over a card on your turn. And if the symbol matches, there's a card, there's a symbol and word, a word on your on your card and if your symbol matches another player's symbol you have to uh, look at their word and say the first thing that kind of comes to mind hmm. and you would think a musical instrument would be easy and you're like <laughs> but you can't say flute like it doesn't come out like it, you, you just it's so bizarre your brain just and then other people anxiety just, right yeah and other people are just like go 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 and you're like what how how do you know this and yeah, so that game is a lot of fun. But yeah, so what, the, the, the first person to shout out the word or what? Well, it's how, just how does it's, it work? so it's between you and um, so like whoever say there are four people playing. Yeah, you in uh, in turn you just go and flip over a card from the deck pile and it becomes your card. Yeah. And let's say I have like blue squiggly line and the word in musical instrument. Yeah. Okay. So then the, we'll keep flipping. And the first time somebody else, like if it doesn't get around to me again, that flips over blue squiggly lines. Yep. Let's say on that one it said, um, like, architect. Yeah. Who I would have to try to think of an architect. Oh, they would have to think of a musical oh, instrument. An example. I see. Just the two people that have the matching cards. Right. And then they have wilds that'll come up, and it's oh, like whenever okay. those two okay. symbols come up. Gotcha. And <clears> then if you take those cards off, and then that reveals another match, then those two people have to right. go. Okay. But gotcha. it's um that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's but oh. it's bonkers. It's bonkers. It's, it, I I use it a lot in psychology to to uh, demonstrate that ability. Like you know when you tap the head and rub your belly. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then you switch it up. People are like I can't. Or people that like it's like I can't drum. I can't do this with this hand and then do something. <laughs> right. So that's that. I try to demonstrate that ability to them. And then I say, okay, add anxiety and stress because it's a race now. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, you just go, like, it says ice cream flavor. Chimina. Chimina. Yeah. And the other person's like, uh, chocolate? What's wrong with chocolate? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not stressed. Right. So, oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. That one, that one, that one, uh, uh, it's it's one of those games or activities if you want to call it, but the whole room is just giggling. Yeah, I am so glad you picked it up. Yeah, yeah it, it says it's a, a Mensa Select yeah. game on here. So yeah, apparently I'm I'm not that high on Mensa. <laughs> <laughs> have uh, have any of you tried Stay Cool? No, no. So so Stay Cool has some of that like I can't produce the answer type of thing in stay cool you as the as the active player the player on your left is asking you um questions like specific <laughs> questions and the player on your right is asking you to like spell words with these dice and what? and they both keep 
ants keep asking you questions over and over and you're like trying to race to answer the question and do so it's like you're trying to do these like two things at once and then there's like a timer aspect to it too that like if if you like if you like those like high pressure like uh what is that like it should be a simple thing for you to remember or to think about but because you're doing multiple things at once it's i haven't played it but i've i've heard and i've like seen it be used as a really weird mess with your head type of tool. No I could see people screaming and popping out of chairs because it's just sensory <laughs> overload. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's that cool. sounds fun. I w- we should look at cool. that one. Totally. I, I just wrote that down. See, already there's one going in the cart. Sorry. No worries. It's a card a, game. It's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new one here that I got uh, a few weeks ago and I haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. This is one that was on... Um, my list for a long time and I'd totally forgotten about it till I saw somebody playing it on Twitter. And I was like, oh my goodness, and I ran out and, and ordered it. Um, and that was, uh, <laughs> this game was from 2019, Skulk Hollow. Uh, and that comes from Pencil First Games and Thunderworks Games, I believe. And yeah, Skulk Hollow is a, a two-player only game where you're playing as uh, asymmetrical factions, but one is more of a faction and one is more of a giant monster. Um, or like a god sort of thing, because I think thematically what it is is there, you there's this uh, country called Boar, like this uh, fantastical country made up of woodland creatures type things, and um, they uh, lived prosperous for a long, long time, and they were introduced this sort of god they call it the the spirit, great spirit, and I guess they started to lose touch with the great spirit and it kind of disappeared. And then all the little factions of the woodland creatures kind of started going to war sort of root style. And I guess one <laughs> faction came out on top, these foxes. And then all of a sudden um, the great spirit shows back up and he's angry and much meaner than he used to be. And you end up fighting each other and it's kind of um, last man standing <laughs> and you both think that you're doing it for the right reason. yeah you're like, both yeah the spirit exactly. is like a guardian and he's trying to like protect and make things good yeah he sees it uh, he sees like the the woodland creature fox clan as kind of like a blight that needs to be extinguished and the foxes see that the spirit as this giant monster that they have to slay right and it so just yeah, it sounds really really cool and <laughs> i don't know how it all works but it looked awesome and i just loved the theme and i loved uh an asymmetrical two-player game. So, yeah, I thought mm-hmm. it looked really cool. And, yeah, so I picked that up, and it, it arrived a few weeks ago, but yeah, I haven't had a plan, chance to play or talk about it until now. I'm I'm looking at the pictures, and the meeples look awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's got great components. Um, it yeah. looks really simple to play overall. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it looks really, really good, and I, I'm excited. It looks like, like, like Root. It's I often refer to Root as, like, Winnie the Pooh, uh, um, you know, guerrilla warfare, yeah. right? Yeah, it's just got exactly. this cute thing to it, but then, like you said, it, it's a, <laughs> it's it's a combat kind of thing. Yeah, and you get to pick from uh, the uh, the one player always is the fox and clan, but then the other player always gets to pick from four different spirit, uh, great spirits. And I think there's a bear, an eagle, an octopus, and a centipede. I think. And they yeah. all do do various different things. It looks really, really cool. That's so cool. Yeah. I've never heard of this. I know. I, I saw it, yeah, two, three years ago when it first came out. And I was man, that looks great. And then I, th- I forgot all about it until maybe six weeks ago. 
and I saw someone playing it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, I forgot. And then I found it and ordered it, and here it is. <laughs> Aaron, have you played this? I, I haven't, but I've heard it's cool. It's it When it came out, it got compared to Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. So it's like that, that idea of like the tiny creature taking on the big beefy boy. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, so I was intrigued by it, and it's two-player, which fits super well for the two of you, obviously. Yeah, totally. Uh, so, perfect, so right? yeah, no, it, it it was one that was intriguing, but I just never like sought out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's cool. I'll be interested to hear what y'all think of it. Yeah, I will let you know. Cool. Um, uh, I, I I don't know if I'm I'm embarrassed, but I, it's sort of like late to the party on this one. Um, I picked it up because everybody was saying that it's such a fun race game. And and everybody enjoys it. And I'm and now with my kids, I want to start getting them, you know, more accessible titles for them rather than okay, I'm going to teach you Vital Lacerda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dad, I'm in grade six. <laughs> it's like, that's all right. <laughs> Just do what I say. <laughs> um, but but I picked up Camel Up because nice. I thought oh, uh, yeah. I've I've never played it. I've seen. I mean, the first time I saw it was uh, was. Uh, Will Wheaton uh, playing it on uh, tabletop, yep. and uh, and I've basically heard every. I mean, every once in a while you'll hear someone say "Come up," and then someone will say, "Oh, that's a fantastic game! It's just chaos and blah blah blah." And you're betting, and there's the got the odds, and and uh, I remember Jeff, a friend of mine uh, from Amazing Stories, his son is uh, is in statistics, and he says his him and his stats friends just love this game, so. For me to go, okay, little kids have a blast with it, and then you've got like nerdy, you know, um, uh, e-com guys that are geeking out about it. So I just went off on a whim and picked it up, and and um, I've yet to get it to the table. So if you've played it at all, let me know, right? Yeah, Cause we have. I, we I loved think. it. We played it at a at a con. Yeah, we played it at and a con. Was, and absolutely loved it. Yeah. yeah, and it's like a betting thing, or yep, yeah, and it's one of those two where you, it takes a bit to. To try to figure, if I'm remembering correctly, to try to remember, you're like, oh, I think I got this. And then, but then somebody yeah. else goes and it kind of messes up what you yeah. were going to do. And it stacks the camels. Yeah. 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 They'll stack yeah. on top of each other and whoever's on top is further ahead. So where you thing. thought your bet was going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> it is not. So there's, there's a bit of a, past. so there's some chaos element in this yeah. then. Yeah. Oh yeah. The betting, yeah. Is, oh, the like betting is really difficult because it changes in a hurry in that game. It's, it's really good. It's really, really good. That's awesome. I'm gonna teach my kids. And it how has to an bet. awesome component. If <laughs> yeah. I remember, the dice shoot out of a out of a pyramid. Am pyramid. I right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. There's an yeah. elastic band and it shot it around or something. I forget how it worked. But it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, what what <laughs> edition? Like, what edition did you get? The newer um, one. I've got the yeah. I've got the newer one. Okay, so that's a plastic pyramid. So I think it's even nicer. Ooh. Like the the old one was held together by rubber bands that <laughs> was potentially not great. So uh, the new the newer one I think has like a nicer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a plastic one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. The pooping pyramid, which is the joke that I own, because you hold it upside down and you just like plop yeah. out the one die. That's um, right too. It's upside it, down. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little it, rabbit it, droppings. It's a it's a very it's a very fun game. It's very fun. So yeah. I'm well, sure I'm, you'll be into it. Yeah, I mean, I th in my head, I was quite. You know how you uh, at times okay, never have buyer's remorse when you buy a board game. <laughs> that never happens. But 
I knew that this one was, was pretty solid um, because it had a good rep. So, yeah. Yay. Uh, round two, Aaron. All right, back to me. Okay, hey, guess what? It's another <laughs> European-style big box. <laughs> uh, no, the, the other game that I, I recently got is Lorenzo Il Magnifico, Ooh, the nice. big box. And nice. so uh, I love Lorenzo as a game. It's a like engine building, dice worker placement, but they're not your dice. They're everybody's dice, and you're just Fun. using the value for your worker. So everyone's screwed or not screwed by the good <laughs> die roll. Uh, so, And then you, you kind of like build up. You buy the cards and build up your little mini engine tableau thing to collect all the resources and score all the points. So like I've always enjoyed that game. I think recently on my show, I talked about how one game – had like uh oh no it was it was a different show that i guessed it on because you know i'm so cool and everybody loves having me on their <laughs> podcast uh but that's a joke by the way if people don't understand my sarcasm you're wonderful Larry. but uh but i i we had we were talking about twa and how like twa is really interesting but it just like fell flat for me and like the theme just didn't connect and I said, you know, but I also love Lorenzo Il Magnifico, and it has no theme, and <laughs> it, it could potentially just fall as flat. And yet, for some reason, that game, Lorenzo, just connects for me. Yep. So I, I, I own Lorenzo, and then I own the expansion. And so, but then this big box came out, and so I, I requested <laughs> it as a review copy, uh, not fully knowing how not much more the big box <laughs> had in it. So um, if you own Lorenzo Magnifico and the, the first expansion, the Houses of the Renaissance, um, cool. You probably don't need the big box, <laughs> which is what I've discovered. Uh, so, so the big box comes with the Houses of the Renaissance, which adds like it adds the family tiles, which gives each player like special, like unique abilities. Um, it adds more leaders to the game. It adds these like special tokens, which are another resource, but it's like a hidden draw pile resource that you can flip over and you get like random bonuses from it uh but it also adds like a whole new deck of cards it adds like a fifth tower and those are special development cards that you can use so like that was a good expansion and i i had that so that's great but then it also adds the patsy conspiracy <laughs> which um <laughs> essentially is taking three promos that they released so there were two promos that they gave out at like Essen a few years ago um, that were just like more leaders. And then there was a, another families tile promo that they had. So those three are added to this little mini expansion. And then there's a bunch, new of, uh, a bunch of new development cards in all the base game colors. So you just mix cool. them in with the original ones and then nice. kind of portion out. So it just it adds more variety to the game so awesome. i am excited that i have it uh <laughs> but if you own the other things you probably don't need this now if you <laughs> don't own lorenzo el magnifico then this is great because the game is really good and this gives you all the bits and bobs and doodads and so cool 
Uh, Norm, if you've never played it and you need a copy and you're coming to town soon, you can buy my old copy. The only problem is it's an Italian version of the game. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, so I'm excited to have it. I did not know how little it was adding to the world of, of Lorenzo Magnifico. Thankfully, it's a review game, so I didn't actually pay for it. But otherwise, I would be hella pissed that I spent money on this. It's funny. Well, I mean, if you're... Com yeah. Completionists will be, will be wanting. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't regret having it. I'm happy that I have it. I just took one box and put it in a sale pile and put this box in its place. It's no bigger, so it fits right in there. Great. But it's uh it's so I'm I'm excited for it. I'm happy to have it cuz it's one of my it would be at least top 100 games of all time for me if not Ooh, top 50. Cool. So nice. So I'm happy to have the nicest fanciest version of this that I that I have. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's good. Have y'all played it? I haven't. Yeah. I've I've just <clears throat> recently looked into it, but I haven't played it. I was going to say, it's, it's funny how you mentioned, Aaron, how you had played, um, what was it that underwhelmed you? Twa? Oh, it was Twa. Twa, yeah, And then twa. you played this and, and loved it. Um, yeah. Because back when I first, I was with playing with you, I played Newton. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was absolutely out of that game i was like this is the most bland like oh i could not stand that game and everyone was loving it and i was just I, I went i went along with it and i was like okay yeah all right and i couldn't stand it and then like the next week we we're like oh we're playing magnifico here and i was like and i looked it up and i was like oh no like this is gonna be uh, it's also same designers too <laughs> yeah. like same simone and I was luciani like, oh, I was totally I totally judged it going in. I was like, I'm going to hate this. I know it. And I didn't say anything, obviously, but I was like, yeah. I'm going to hate this. And then I loved it. So yeah, I was, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because that's, that's exactly nuance. What <laughs> yeah. The, um, uh, I remember playing this a long time ago and I, and I've got the picture up here just to, you know, um, bring back the memory. And I remember it has, it's such a cool card system too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it was yeah. Yeah. The like tiered cards and each, each phase the new new types of card like better cards come out in round two and three kind of thing or age two whatever you want to call it so yeah i'll, I'll just ignore the the part where people were throwing sh um, shade on my trois so i'll you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fine hey it's a it's not a bad game trois is not oh, no, a bad no. game it's just it just didn't and i think it's i think what it's trying to do is really good and it's really well balanced and all that kind it's of stuff nuanced. it just it just didn't hit for yeah. me. It didn't have that like that thing to draw me in to be like, yes, I want to keep this in my collection and blah yeah. blah blah. That hit the itch. Didn't hit the itch. Yeah, yeah. Have you cool. played the dice version? That the twa the dice game? No, no, I haven't. Is it better? <laughs> I haven't played either. It's different. So I don't know. It's yeah. different. Different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. Can I just say, how do you make how do you make a game called Twa, which is essentially a dice worker placement game, and then you go and make Twa the dice game? There were dice in the right? first game, wasn't it? Already here's, Twa the dice. Here's game? here's the uh, yeah. Here's here's where I'm gonna bring that bridge to you. The worker placement part. Think of the dice results as the workers that you're using for. Your worker placement. Yeah. 
and in then the dice game. Can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like like in in the in the board game, right? There's a worker placement that activate all these things. Think of the results in 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 Trois the dice game. Think of the the dice results that you select as the workers that you're going out to trigger the buildings or to trigger the cascadeness. Mm. But <laughs> you're talking to somebody. There, you're talking to somebody who who loves that Kool Aid. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I love dice worker placement games. Like, don't get me wrong. I that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, don't it, it don't do it. sell so me a game called Twa <laughs> that is filled with dice, and then say, oh, also here's Twa the dice game. Like, that's just you're that's not that's so wrong. Like, you're all liars. Here's, here's Bonanza the card game, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, would you like to play Magic the Gathering? It's a card game, but also we've got this new one. It's called Magic: The Gathering, the card game. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, those are the semicolon. Those are all the important the part. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get off on a complete tangent yeah. here about this ridiculousness. <laughs> this episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragons Den Games, located in the Louis the Eighth Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. Anne-Marie! Okay. I hope I didn't. I hope I didn't make you go spend any more money again. Nope. Oh, you, well, no. Maybe. I do that voluntarily, Norm. Yep. Yeah. Um, the Free next will. one. <laughs> the next one I have just happens to be like another party type game, um, and it's called Venn. So it's like a Venn diagram. Imagine that. Um, from the op. From the op, yeah, and it's uh, it's where you've basically got, um, you can play competitively. Or cooperatively, when this is one, I, it's the same idea. But you basically got like a, a grid, uh, not a grid. It's I can't talk. I have well, a lot a of issues. But one through twelve listed in a, in a column, and then you flip cards over um, three at a, like one card has three words on it, and so you'll shuffle the cards and then flip over so you filled it up with twelve words. Um, so each word corresponds to a number one through twelve, and then um, and then the player, the active player, is going to pick up a card and it's going to give you three numbers on it. And those three numbers are going to correspond to the three words that you're going to have to get everybody else to guess. Mm. And the way they guess these words is you're not talking to them, doing charades or anything like that. You've got a bunch of like random photos and pictures that you're on different sets of cards and you're putting them in in the places of the venn diagram so you've got like a pink a yellow and a blue circle that they're big circles and you put them down and you'll first put down one card that you think um will match one of your words in say the blue circle and then you put down one picture card that you think matches another of the words in the yellow circle and this in the and then in the pink and then if they can't guess them then you take a picture that you think connects like the other two pictures to make those words and you just but and you can end up with like quite a lot of circles and just them trying to figure out what these words are they can see all the words like they know the words one through 12 
mm-hmm. they don't know which three you have and you're trying to get them to figure it out with the pictures. So I haven't Weird. I haven't played it yet. I've opened it up. The components are neat. The the like Venn circles are kind of like a see-through mm-hmm. plastic. They're very flimsy, like a a weird kind of yeah, a gelatin kind of paper. Yeah, yeah. It's very like just a, very like thin. A, you can see through it, but it's a, yeah. It it looks like a lot of fun, and I'm yeah. I'm excited to give that one give that one a go. It's going to be. Is it kind of similar to pictures then? Whereas in where pictures you're using like bits of string. And, Except and you're not rocks you're and, not manipulating anything in this mm-hmm. one. This one you're taking. You've got a word and you've got a picture. And um, I know when we were talking about playing this one, and they asked you like, is is that like pictures? I'm like. Yes and no. Like you've got the abstract yeah. pictures, which is the same as yeah. pictures, but you're not. Yeah, you're not manipulating anything. You're right. just putting it like, okay, I think this picture represents, like, thought or like whatever the word mm-hmm. happens to be, right? And weird. However you, you know. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, that's that's Venn. That's it, it looks Aaron. a lot like uh, like a combination of Mysterium and uh code names like it's you you have the words available but you have all these like dixit slash mysterium style picture cards because i looked at some pictures while you were talking yeah and just having to because so i would do terribly at this game (laughs) because everyone that i play dixit and mysterium with are like aaron you are bad at this game. <laughs> you don't, like you're going too deep down the rabbit hole of like, well, obviously this picture of a rabbit represents murder because, you know, they hunt yeah. rabbits in 18th century, whatever. Like yeah. it's so dumb. And so I go too far down the rabbit hole. Wow. Great, yeah. Aaron. You did a great job there. Um, and uh, and like I, I feel like this seems pretty interesting for, for mm-hmm. that whole yeah. concept. So it's it seems like. Someone should have already invented this game. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> well, when you were describing it, I, I was um, in the background of my head thinking, this reminds me of concept, where you're trying to lead the person mm. to an idea with, with putting little cubes on images kind of thing. Okay, and yeah. uh, to me, that was like a reverse engineer of this, where instead of it being in this tableau area, it's just sort of like, all right, there's all these elements on the board, and with these cubes, I'm going to try and have you lead you through this uh, series of connections of uh, and and to me from psychology this is all about uh, uh like an, uh, having an empathetic connection with the person yeah who's you know leading this right i mean if you need it's like well what do you think that this means too right there's so there's i think this is awesome thank you because yeah. this is this is coming into the classroom yeah. <laughs> perfect um right on Robbie, I have another one here. This one I got um, actually for Father's Day, um, and I haven't Whoa, been able papa. to play it and haven't been able to talk about it yet, so it's <laughs> technically new. Um, this one is for one to four players, and it comes from Indie Boards and Cards, and that's uh, Aeon's End, Legacy of Gravehold. I, we have no experience with Aeon's End at all, and... I, I guess this is favorite. the latest one in the series, and but I've heard it's one of the best ones in in the series of, of Aeon's End games. And this one's yeah, a co-op uh, game where you're going on adventures and there's deck uh, deck bag and pool building. I guess in this, so all those sound great to me. Um, I love that it's co-op. I love that it's legacy. I love the fantasy or like the the fantasy style 
everything about it. It just looks great. Magic users, yeah. Yeah, right? I love it all. Um, yeah, I, I don't know a ton about it other than that. So <clears throat> it looks awesome. And I've, you know, I had my eye on it for ages just purely because I thought it looked cool. And yeah, so I got it for, for Father's Day from uh, my two boys. And it's... Uh, nice. Yeah, it looks really, really good. I guess each game is roughly an hour long. It sounds great to me. Um, it's legacy. Put it away and get back into it later on. And it's highly rated. And I just, yeah, I, th- I think it sounds awesome. But um, I guess there's a whole bunch of other stuff in Aeon's End uh, prior to this that I guess might help in this. Like, I, I guess there's bits of lore and such that goes with it. But we'll see. I think it looks awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> Aaron, have you played this? Uh, I've only ever played it online. Uh-huh. Uh, and if people want to know my opinion, it's not a very positive one. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually, the, my guest on my latest episode, Chris Chung, he talked about how he kind of bounced off of it too. He didn't like the the fact that you actually, as you play your cards, you're setting that deck for your next, like when you flip the cards back, yeah. like you don't shuffle your deck, yeah, even right. though it's a deck builder, you just flip it over. Yeah. Uh, and he wants a little more chaos and tactics more than that long-term strategy. Hmm. And I kind of got that vibe. Like, I think I think you to be good at it, you need to play it a few times. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, to get that flow of how to lay your cards properly, right? Right. Yeah, I was in the same boat, and I and I pushed through it because I didn't... It was sort of like that idea of, well, this isn't what a deck builder does. Why are you, why are you not allowing me to you know, put my stuff in a sequence. And I thought, oh, wait, the way I purchase and the way I do my actions develops how I plant my sequence for the next turn because I can I can decide what cards go in and what, you know, when you take something from the market, it goes into your, into your discard. So you can look and go, okay, well, I want a couple of these and then right after that, I want this card, right, to get... So it's that whole... Once I got past that idea of, of oh it's i have to think to the next yeah. hand and i have to i have to subtly maneuver or manipulate where my bursts come in and where my re, you know rehab comes in or where I, where i have an ability to get these boosts mm-hmm. to to do my 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 big power kind of thing um and uh cuz i've got the uh, you know two standalones in the legacy game and uh, once you have, because it's a nine by nine grid that is your market all the time, and there's a certain amount of gems, a certain amount of artifacts, a certain amount of spells, and uh, the variability is, I mean, there's times where I've just like randomly created a market and it stunk. It was just sort of like, you know, spinning your tires, but then you click into one and it's like, I am in charge of everything, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just that whole, right? Um, but Aaron, you hit it. It's that whole got to spend some time with it to see what it's wanting you to do with that engine. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a I different think it's, type yeah. of building, I guess. Like, I think it's a yeah. a game that we won't um, bust open until we, you know, have a, free, a, a like a weekend or something to dedicate to mm-hmm. it. You know, yeah. where we yeah. can play three or four hours today and three or four hours tomorrow and maybe a few hours during the night through the week or something, you know, that type of scenario. So it'll just sit here happily looking good until we get there. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, uh, yeah, my turn. This one, I kind of knew it was coming out because I had talked to the designer, had interviewed the designer, and 
uh, I I was just sort of like, you know, it, you know, when you hear some news and you're like, I don't want to even think about this yet because I don't want I'm too early to get fired up for this because I'll just be exhausted. <laughs> and uh, it is the expansion for the outer rim, yeah. uh, the unfinished business. And uh, when we when we had a chance to talk to Corey, uh, joking was like, "Hey, come on, Outer Rim needs an expansion," and he was like, "Yeah, it's in the works." It's like, "Oh, don't <laughs> stop it!" Right? Um, it it brings in um, like a lot of the uh, f- I don't want to say fan favorites, but a lot of the if you know your expanded stuff like Rebels and 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 all of the you know the 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 pieces that they're adding to this this world building yeah. uh they've got a they've got a lot of cool stuff here and uh nice. and um a lot of a lot of people said oh yeah it, it fixes a few things um i'm i'm not bothered by that too much because i haven't played i haven't played the the paint off of it like some others have and just kind of go to the point where it's like oh i know you know it's like i know how where all these things are broken it's like nah I'm still in first and second gear, my friend. So um, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm over the moon to just get this thing out. And uh, I don't know if you guys have had any experience with Outer Rim, but it's such a fun, I I love the IP. I mean, it's like they could, they could put Star Wars on a boot and I would play the game. (laughs) Didn't you talk about Outer Rim on the last episode of this? The last time you did this, I'm pretty sure you talked did about Did I talk about you, bringing this one out? Well, you ju- I think you had just gotten Outer Rim. Oh, no, and that, yeah, I said that I'm I'm not going to talk about it, but I'll say, you know, it's like I, I'll just okay. get it mentioned. Yeah. So, yeah, this was for the officials like, oh, cuz okay. I I had it on if you look behind me, I've got like a rack of of uh so I can't I can't focus on this one until I get to the front of the line because you know they've been waiting too. <laughs> well, because because I was listening and Rob was like, "Yeah, I actually played this with Aaron from Boards Alive." That's, that's right. what, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right, Rob did play that game with yep. me." Well, I feel like I I feel like I got lazy then. I'm I apologize. I just... <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm just call, I'm just here to call you out, man. The, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I need that. I need that. Um, uh, You're getting old, and it was a month ago. It's hard to remember things from so far uh, back. Well, yeah, and and as I mentioned a month ago, uh, I I had surgery, so I I'm gonna blame it on the uh, the, the, the 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 uh, pain pain yeah. medication. <laughs> That's sure. true. Sure. You yeah, because I felt like-, like Dennis Hopper for the first four days. It was yeah. like blue velvet was happening all over again and hi if you like the content we're creating and the podcast episodes we're producing please leave a happy rating on the podcast platform that you use this would be such a great gift and would also help others find our podcast when they search for board game podcasts And if you have the time, check out our new YouTube channel where we have new content every few days. Just search Cardboard Conjecture on YouTube. Thanks, Abe. You got a third one there, Aaron? Uh, I I mean, I didn't plan on having a third one, but I did somewhat recently get a copy of Wonderland's War. Uh, And so I it's not going to be long on the shelf of unplayed because I'm playing it tomorrow morning with uh, with fellow teachers, Brendan and Quentin. 
uh, because that's what we get to do. Sorry, Rob mm-hmm. and Anna Marie, that you have to go and you know live your lives like normal people. Uh, but yeah, so uh, it, if people haven't played it before, it's a de- a bag building game, area control game where you're all characters from the Alice in Wonderland universe fighting for control of the place i guess because it's all gone to chaos or madness is the i guess the appropriate word um and so you you use your bag building skills for the war phase of the game uh and so yeah it looks really awesome i've heard tons of really good things it was actually uh requested by my patrons over uh we have a, a new patreon page and so uh there's like a level a tier that people can uh, request games and so i put out the survey nice. and that's the one they picked and so i was super excited to play it because i know that rob and anna marie have a copy of it and our yep. buddy scott has a copy of it and uh, everyone says it's really good, and so I also have a copy, and I'm excited to play it tomorrow morning. Yeah, it is good. good. I think, um, didn't Brendan win that game that we played with him? Yeah, or, I think he did. Yeah, yeah. I think Ugh, he did. Gross. Okay, yeah. well, now we know that we're all going to target Brendan tomorrow because he's the only one that's played it well, before. Yeah, Dog pile. Yeah. Yeah, we actually had two I've seen games that. of that going simultaneously at Scott's place. Yeah. Yeah, that's I remember. And yeah. then and Brendan was like, you know, Aaron wants to play this game. And Scott was like, well, he'll play next time. <laughs> I was like, no, guys, y'all play games that I don't want to play, not games that I do want to play. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people on, on Twitter posting pictures of this game. And the uh, it was the box art that caught me right away. Um, Definitely. And uh yeah, and I, I, but I, I, I have no idea of anything else after that. Like, is it, so is it thematic? Is it Euro? Is it, is it? Uh, it's kind of like take that. You've got uh, definitely a Quacks of Quedlinburg yep. um, vibe, where you're you're bag building with like little chits that you're then pulling out. Um, but then it's also got the um, uh, what's that? Heaven and Ale. Mm-hmm. It's got like a board, like the the Mad Hatter's table. It's kind of like oh. having a nail where you're you're picking where you're gonna go. So you're you like as far as you want, or uh, yeah, to like pick pick table. up cards. Um, so yeah, it's it's very good. It's yeah, you only two can different go rounds. One, one direction around the table, and then once you go all the way around the table, it triggers something. And, and those are basically going around the table is like you picking up picking up cards that are going to give you like what you're putting in your bag yeah. and then your bag is used for the next phase. Yeah. The bag is so, used for the battling. Yeah. The war phase. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. Nice. Well, you get to play it tomorrow. I'm so I think I think you're Very really going to like it. Aaron. I think. You <laughs> yeah. Are. I'm just, just I know. And, and just we're going to let, jealous. we're going to let, yeah, we're going to let Benji play too. Nice. So, uh, I, I, think he'll i think he'll dig it we we all love quacks yeah. so like bag yeah. building is is our jam and we all love area control games and punching each other yeah. you know <laughs> metaphorically or whatever you liked heaven and ale didn't you or no uh well enough i yeah, mean okay. it it's kind of it's one that's like barely stayed in my collection at this point it might right. be on the trading block but like i like conceptually i like it uh it's just not holding its long-term weight sure. for me but but I, li- I i i like that like moving around and you grab the stuff as you go yeah. uh, so i like the concept of the mad hatter tea time table thing 
that yeah. that's in the game where that's how you that's how you like take actions pretty you're like essentially drafting your yep. actions by moving around the table but the and longer it, you go you're gonna take more whatever shards and that yeah, might yeah. kill more yeah. of your dudes yeah. kind of thing so yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's uh, the push your luck aspect it's like double push your luck almost so yeah yeah for it's, sure it's cool yeah and they have like that each... sounds like it would Go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, just really quick. Like, each player, they have little asymmetric powers, and, like, Alice moves backwards around the table. Yeah. So she goes counterclockwise, where everybody else goes clockwise. So yeah. she can maybe snag some of the things at the end of the table, but will miss things at the beginning of the yeah. table. They all have really yeah. cool powers. Yeah, so just kind of a neat one that oh. one person goes backwards. But. That doesn't sound like a solo kind of game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, uh, I think we're at Anna Marie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so this one, um, I don't know a ton about this one, but it's Harry Potter, which I love. So <laughs> I just, I'm sure I'll enjoy it a lot. But this is House Cup Competition. And it's, uh, I think it's like a 2020 game. Yep. It's two to four players. And you're basically just having like the, the cup champion. So you can, you're, uh, it's worker placement. So you're going to different places and you're going to go to class and you're going to like learn spells and things like that. And then trying to get the most points to win the win the house cup. So it's kind of because, yeah, like thematically in all the Harry Potters, you both probably know this. That's where throughout the school year, (laughs) the, the, the different houses within the castle get awarded points and then they win the house cup at the end of the year if they've been kind of the best house and gotten the most points. And it's kind of what you're you're yeah. thematically doing in this everybody game. chooses a house and then they try to just you're yeah. gonna have to you know go to different spots collect cards and learn learn yeah, as much as you can to gain points to and to wizard school right? yeah it's pretty cool so i'm, cool. I'm excited to i'm looking that. i'm looking at some pictures and the components look awesome there's like test tubes with with yeah. like shards and right? stuff in it yeah, yeah to show like where Motions you are in the house things, right? in the house cup and oh that's okay so that's the, the meter of oh nice yeah Oh, yeah, I'm like geeking out. Glass thing. Yeah, it's fun. I, or it looks fun. I'm very excited to play it. I think, yeah. I've, o- I've only that played the, the deck building one, the, the uh, uh, Hogwarts yeah. Battle. We have that too. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> right I've on. I've got uh, one more here I could talk about. And this one is, I haven't played this one, but I played uh, versions of this that had come before. But this is the Disney's Smash Up. And Smash Up is yeah from the op and AEG and it's um, basically you're you're taking two different um, twenty card decks and one could be say the Beauty and the Beast deck and one could be the Aladdin deck or one could be the Frozen deck or whatever you want and you mix these two uh, decks together and you get a forty card deck and then you're kind of battling for supremacy in uh, I think what they're called houses or castles or mountains or something like that and you're trying to basically uh take control of these uh these these areas and if you hold control of those areas at the end of the round you get x amount of points and it's the first person to x amount of points after x amount of rounds wins the game it's a very kind of simple but um yeah the game is is just from the other games i've played they're really fun and you can just get these wild combinations because they think there's like uh i want to say there's 10 different factions or something in this box and you, so you can mix and match all sorts of different uh, various decks together and create all sorts of wacky combinations. And, and yeah, you just, you just kind of battle it out and see how you do kind of thing. And it looks fun. It looks really, really cool. 
if it's anything like the others, which I'm sure it is, it's it's fun and short. Game, it's fun. <laughs> I I was browsing Board Game Bliss the other day, and my daughter saw the box cover and saw Elsa from Frozen, <laughs> yeah. and she was like, "Oh, Dad, what's that game? Can we play that game with the fro with Elsa on the front?" And I was like, "Oh." Well, you need to learn how to read better for <laughs> you to play a game like this. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of I'm text hoping on it the cards. might motivate her. Yeah, right? totally. So. Why not? Yeah, she can read the text on the cards to like practice reading, right? Yeah, exactly. before before you play the game, right? Then you've got that like, you're like, oh, I know what this card is going to say. Get it? That's hilarious because it reminds me of a story of a, a buddy of mine I teach with. Who, uh, back, way back, like, I mean, when I mention the title, you'll go, oh, that's a long time ago. But uh, <laughs> his son learned how to read because he wanted to play Zelda with his dad. And he's like, okay, you want to play Zelda? You have to read everything. Nice. Okay. Awesome. So he's like, yeah, yeah, Todd's like, oh, yeah, my kid learned how to read because we played Zelda. It's like, yeah, awesome. carry it on a stick, man. Yeah, whatever works. <laughs> Absolutely. Whatever yeah. works. Now he, now he writes code for uh, Activision or something. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, the okay, uh, um, this one uh, I, I I I love my Euro and I love um, uh, a, a particular game that a lot of people are on the. I, it's one of those like toi, right? It's like either you love it or you hate it, and uh, the the like original Aaron. box, yeah, <laughs> uh, the the, uh, the big box that I adore is Brussels eighteen ninety three, and uh, I had to. Go and get Brussels 1897 because they take that whole uh, game philosophy and system and and put it into a card game somehow. And uh, I, uh, I, I, I like I've just I took it out and I was looking at it and I was watching some videos and uh, my brain just went oh, okay uh, oh yeah the trigger was. I checked on uh, board game, uh, my favorite thing, board game geek, and looking the files to see if some third-party person created a solo play automa kind of thing. And yeah, lo and behold, I was like, oh, "Thank you, Juan from wherever." <laughs> Click and in the bucket and buy it. So yeah, I can't wait to get that going on the table. And nice. if I can convince people to play it, I'll do that. But I don't know if any of you guys have played Brussels eighteen ninety three or even this game. I have not. But I think uh, I if. Did. Yeah, Aaron, I, I see you nodding. I, I've I have a I have Brussels eighteen ninety three or whatever the first one is, and it's fantastic. It's a very okay, good. good. Yeah. Again, along the lines of Twa, it seems like it would <clears throat> it would be boring or whatever, and yet it's very good and compelling. Uh, and so yeah, I have a copy of that. Uh, I saw when the card game came out, and I was like, oh, okay, but I'm I just am I'm trying to streamline my collection and not give it bloat by having two games in the same world that are i it doesn't matter how small that is it's like what's i don't need to have the car a smaller card game version of the game that i that i have so uh, i'm the, sure um, it's probably pretty good or whatever but I've often, i have the base <laughs> i've often referred to uh brussels 1893 like the box game as uh the european kitchen sink because yeah. there's Area control. There, oh, there's just every uh, worker placement. I mean, anything that tracks, anything you can think of, it's in there. And the and the uh, the economy. I love that economy system of that little grid uh, uh, um, uh, eyesight that you can move around. 
to adjust the market and 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 the, and the architects and oh you know what? I don't even need the card game. I'm just going to go play the regular boxes. <laughs> it's redundant. Um, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Can that's I return this? Can I get, Can I bring this back? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so the, the, that Brussels 1897. And and to, to recoup a little bit of the embarrassment from the uh, the Star Wars Outer Rim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, I... Uh, because we're going on the, this family holiday, and I know that uh, everybody in the family loves this card drafting uh, game. And I went and got uh, uh, Sushi Roll, the party edition, yeah. like the, the nice. big tin. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, just m- more of good is always good. So yeah. that's why I got that one. Right nice. on. Um, uh, let's transition into the addict acquisition disorder part of the, uh, the program. And uh, I feel like a therapist here. And uh, we're going to start with Aaron. Uh, what have you got your eyes set on? <laughs> Games on my radar. Okay, so this one is one that I just listened to uh, Alex from the Dukes of Dice talk about on their podcast. And it is one that I was instantly like, yep, yeah, no, I will be buying this when it comes out. Uh, it is a trick-taking game called cat in the box Uh, so it actually came out in 2020 (laughs) and in japan but now bezier is bringing it over to to north america um it is have i has anybody scouted this one out at all no okay it came out it came out of nowhere for me too uh it is uh, so it's it's a a cat themed game but I'll, I'll, I'll let you figure out what type of cat-themed game it is because uh, all the cards have no color. They're all just cards from one to nine. There's four of each number because technically there are four suits in the game, but none of the colors are on the cards. So on your turn, when you play a card, you choose what color it is. And if you don't want to follow suit, so say I play a five and I say, oh, this is a blue five. Well, Anna Marie might want to play, but she's like, okay, I don't have any blue cards in my deck, in my whole hand. So then you mark, there's a communal board in the middle of the board that's slowly like marking things off that you put your tokens on. So you would take your token and put it on the like no blue cards in your hand thing. Oh, cool. So then as the as the hand progresses, as like the, that hand <laughs> progresses, if someone has to play a card and they physically can't because say all of a sudden you had a five in your hand and we we all play the five yellow, you know, whatever. And you had to play a blue five, but you already said that you can't pl- you didn't have any blue in your hand. You cause a time paradox, and the whole round immediately ends. What? So you, so it's this weird thing where you're you're ke- collecting tricks, and before the round starts, you have to bid and say how many tricks you're gonna take, <clears throat> and so you're aiming for a certain number of tricks, 
but also you're dictating what cards you have and what colors they are and slowly like what you do might screw up another person's plan uh, because of of how you know like whatever card you chose or you can visibly see what other people have said and purposely try and screw them over or put them in a corner where they yeah. cause a paradox because if you cause a paradox you lose a point for every trick you've taken this uh, so if you're like it's just a wild-sounding <laughs> trick-taking game. This this sounds remarkably like a trick-taking game we played a couple months back called the Ghost the of Ghosts Christmas. of Christmas. I've heard, yeah that one that one is like the past, present, and future yeah, like yeah, time yeah. travel trick-taking game. Yeah. Yes, so this is also like a time based yeah trick taking game yeah i've i haven't played that scott our buddy scott was saying so that good. yeah it's really good right yeah. Yeah. we this almost like played it the other night just as good yeah in, in a different way yeah 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 that's what the, this one seems like kind of along those lines i love weird trick taking yes. games like yeah. uh uh we played mask men the other day it's like that oink games card shedding game mm, which right. is also fantastic where again the the cards have no values and the players set the value of those cards by playing them out each round so just those card those games that like those card games that take like a really basic concept yeah. but then just like mess with it in a yeah. unique way just and draws me in so hard so yeah, yeah. It's so crazy how yeah. it works that's cool I'll yeah i know this one me too that sounds great yeah. I'm, uh, i was very excited for it I was giggling the whole time you're talking about it because I just finished rewatching Loki, and you're it's like the TVA, dink. All right, yeah. we're stopping here because you did a little <laughs> you know, little variant detachment of yeah. the timeline, and we're, we're gonna. St- um, my brain went into a knot when you started dis- describing that whole concept of like uh, not necessarily post cognition. It's like, do you remember what you? canceled before yeah yeah i know i know it, it that's it, it just like being able to try and position everybody to screw them over to cause the paradox like i i think that just adds a weird layer to yeah. the trick-taking yeah. game exactly. mentally edging someone into a corner that would just <laughs> oh my brain would explode yeah oh cool a- anna marie yeah what's on your radar mine's not that thinky um but <laughs> it looks it looks fantastic um, this game is called Power Plants, and um, it's by uh, Kids Table Board Games. And you're basically, you're a wizard uh, that growing a shared garden of magical plants. So it's like you have a community garden with a bunch of wizards, <laughs> and you're all growing your, like, your what, the ingredients you need for your potions and things. But you secretly want to have, like, the best ingredients so at night you send out your sprites and they'll like they'll kind of use different plant properties and magically tend to diff specific spots and that'll be like card placements and things like that and then um so those where your sprites are those will end up being your plants in the garden and so you're just trying to get the best um the best plants in there and it just sounded fun like you're growing a magical garden and your wizards and you're all it's in essence it sounds like you're all cheating yeah. right like you're all throwing your sprites in <laughs> to make better plants with magic where it's like why couldn't you just do that already but the components in this game look awesome mm-hmm. and just the idea of it it just seemed really fun and playful um 
and just uh, it's 10 plus, so I'm sure it can go a little bit lower than that. So it'll be good for the kids mm. to play. Yeah. And the art looked fantastic and really fun. It's got like this big like um, Venus flytrap looking. You I'm know, thinking Little Shop of Horrors. Shop yeah, of yeah. Horrors. yeah. Feed and, me. <laughs> and it just looks playful. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it did look cool. We we kickstarted. Yes, that. Yeah. yeah, we did, and it's um it's so and it's supposed to be, be twenty twenty two. So yeah. hopefully, nice. Hopefully soon. It came up on the pre orders, so that's why I'm thinking it's hopefully coming soon. It is, yeah. <clears throat> again, it's one of those. Oh, it's such a cute game, and then you get into it, and it's just like yeah, fist fight in a, <laughs> in a in a sandbox kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm uh. See, and this is funny because, you know, I mean, if nobody knows, I mean, you guys are married and live together, so it's like a double down when you guys are uh, games on the radar. So yep. it's awesome, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, so I have one here, and this is the latest um, addition to this ever-growing game uh, that is quickly becoming one of my favorite games uh, or sets of games out there. That's from Restoration Games. That's the newest unmatched. Um, set and that is the Houdini versus the Genie. And <laughs> I, I can only imagine what this is going to be like. You got this magician versus a genie. I, I don't know any of the details about what they can and can't do, but I can imagine they're zipping around the board and popping up behind each other and disappearing. And I don't know. I think it's going to be excellent. And um, as soon as I saw Houdini vs. the Genie, I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. This We're going to pre-order this right now. And it's supposed to deliver this year. So it's supposed to be coming, um, I don't know, probably this fall, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know the details. But if it's anything like all the other ones, they've never disappointed me. This yeah. one's going to be just fantastic. Mm-hmm. It uh, just dawned on me that in two weeks we need to have an unmatched fest. There we go. Just yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Because I'm, I'm looking at this going, I didn't even know this is coming out. And uh, yeah, like you said, the the potential card powers right? with just like, hey, guess what? I was there. Yeah. Now I'm behind you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I love all the teleportation type guys. The yeah. The invisible man was super cool and uh who is the other one that teleports a lot the the um the chinese myth one i don't know i know what you mean i'm Um, drawing a i'm drawing a yeah i I can't remember i can't remember the the mythological guy but he his he has that like the clones that he like can use to his benefit that it wasn't genghis khan was it no no no, I can't remember. But like, there, there's just some really cool like maneuverability characters that I that I have a lot of fun with. So, yeah. my, I still say my favorite one is Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And mostly, just w- when I'm playing cards, just the ability to make noises and whoa. <laughs> yeah. My favorite by this, far this is, is me. the the Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors. The three are Raptors fun. are. Oh, you guys were talking Amazing. about that one. Yeah. 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 Oh man, the uh, <laughs> what's the one that I want to get? It's the uh, Hell's Kitchen one. Yeah, we yeah. have that. Oh yeah, because the Moon Netflix Daredevil. Yeah, the and... Netflix Daredevils. Oh, I'm so glad they're in the MCU, yeah. and yeah. it's just sort of like <gasps> we get to get more. Yay! The Moon Knight one. <laughs> is I'm such on the tangent I, now. It's such my, an interesting my son and I one. just 
Yeah, yeah. My son and I just played the T-Rex versus Dr. Statler one today, yeah. just this afternoon before nice. before recording some stuff. That, and that T-Rex. He, he ate me. He ate me. <laughs> T-Rex destroyed me. So. Oh, um, uh, I, mine, see, this one was all, I think it was just brain trigger because it, it was the right title, the right IP, the right people. And it was just yes, 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 and I'm I can't wait to get more information about Simon's uh, new Dune War for Arrakis. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big Simon, like I'm not a big minis guy, like a lot of people are. Um, but I know what they're good at. I know where their niche is, and um, now that they've acquired this IP and have acquired. Uh, like fight for control of a, it's to me it's like oh, yay I am so in if they take um uh, uh um what's their what's their famous one that they got kickstarted all the time uh uh with the little chibi minis oh, oh Marvel um, United Zombicide no, the, isn't it Zombicide well Zombicide doesn't have the chibis no. are you thinking of um Arcadia Quest Arcadia oh, Quest yeah. yeah but even Zombicide and Arc- like they have all these significant engine game systems to drive this IP and if I'm thinking that this is like you know factions on the board and here's your pack of minis and here's your asymmetric powers and beat the snot out of each other mm-hmm. I'm in <laughs> and I don't usually say that for Simon games because I've never been a minis guy. But the moment they said it might have been just because I had finished watching the movie. I don't know, but you know, <laughs> it helps. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know if you guys have heard anything about this or if you guys can even prime my my you know frontal lobe even more. Uh, chip in. I was just reading about it today, and I didn't. Yeah, it, it didn't give me much, but I exactly what you said. It just sounds. Well, and I am a mini guy. Let's, we all know that. You know? I'm a big, uh, I love big, huge, you know, um, area control games with awesome minis. So this game is going to be right up my alley for sure. Like it says here, uh, in this asymmetrical strategy game, players fight for control of the planet, maneuvering troops like Fremen, uh, the Fidic, the Fidic, I can't even pronounce properly. Uh, the Sardaukar, oh yeah, it's just, to me, it is what they do best, yep. which is skirmish. Yep. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. It's a, now it's a matter of, are they designing a new engine system? Are they using, like, old systems? And I've never played any of those other games, so it's all going to be new for me. And I think that's what I'm fired up about, is that it's going to be new yeah. for nice. me. So, yeah. Awesome. Right on. Aaron, do you got one more uh, wish list game radar? Yes, pinging? Uh, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a lazy one, I will admit. <laughs> uh, but it's Great Western Trail Argentina. Oh, uh, wow. I Great Western Trail is one of my all time favorite games. Oh. Uh, the I haven't had a chance to try the second edition, and I'm hoping to get a hold of it at some point. But the the new Argentina one, which is just taking that base idea 
and messing around with it a little bit and so it's like a new board and so nice. that that like traveling around the circuit thing is going to be a little different and i'm sure all the buildings and all those types of things will be different and probably the cows will have some different values and all that kind of stuff but uh, there's a new worker there's farmer workers that they've added to the game so i'd be interested to see kind of how that works and then there's a um there's a, a weird shipping aspect to it. So instead of delivering the cows to trains, you're delivering them to boats. And uh, there's an aspect to it where the boats might leave. So like you might be really trying to deliver to a specific boat because each boat gives you, you get rid of a disc like you always did in the train part on the top. Mm -hmm. But those boats might leave no. so like <laughs> I ha try, having to try and like pivot uh, like your plan was to deliver to this boat and now you can't and i'm just intrigued to see like what does that do with the system uh for lonely people like norm there's a solo <laughs> mode with this new one too so uh, so yeah like i'm just i want to see what they what they do with this system because i'm i'm in i i never bought into maracaibo because I just didn't like the theme of that one. And uh, I know that the new, like, Sky Miner or whatever the heck mm. the new version is that they're doing, I'm excited for that one, too, because, again, it's a similar-ish idea playing with that, like, traveling around in a circuit kind of thing but i but this is just this is also great western trail so that's the the thing that i'm excited to see when it comes out i think it's coming out in the fall like q3 or something like that so nice. uh yeah i'm excited for it i didn't know nice. there was an argentina version mm -hmm. so that's pretty cool yeah they've yeah. turned it into a trilogy they're oh. they're also making one that's like sheep in i think it's like australia or something yeah, uh, i think you're right but yeah cool yeah so so they're they're just being like hey let's let's make all these different versions of this game yeah so i hope it's good i don't know <laughs> but eh, i mean well, I, all at worst comes to worst i still have the bit like the regular version that i i love it's still alexander fister right Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm currently in the middle of uh, um, expedition to New Dale, and mm. I'm so digging that whole thing he has with cards. Right? It's just yeah. I, I he's he's in my at least got to be in my top ten um, because he's, his yeah, his awesome. Euro brain is just yeah. on point for me. It makes sense to me, right? I mean, it's just that whole his rhythm makes sense to me. And uh, I'm 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 the same with Great Western Trail. I love it. Now, here's the question, Aaron: Are you for or against the expansion? Uh, like the the railroads or the rails, whatever On it the is. Top yeah, of the board. I yeah, yeah. I I really like I really liked it. I think it it added more that you could explore and some variety to the strategies and kind of ironed out some of the like. I felt like in the base game you could really go hard with the the cowboys like the ranchers and just really focus on the cows and mm -hmm. some of the other aspects were like not as you know fleshed out but with that extra tableau across the top to interact with it really made like the train guy more yeah, meaningful the yeah. yeah so and, and I, added, I i loved it and i think it added a lot more uh, ability to cascade some bonuses where it's like yeah. oh i triggered this to trigger this to, and i'm a big fan of because it makes you feel smart. I plan. Yeah. Look what I planned, you guys. Trigger, trigger, trigger. And they're looking at you, going, "Are you done yet? Yeah. Are, you, are you done?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Absolutely. I'm all about that. 
Fister stuff, so cool. This episode is supported by the incredible team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology, Breakout Escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team to ensure their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Board Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. Anna Marie. All right. So this game, um, I had seen it and I was just like, oh, I just, we had just gotten um, that long shot, the dice game. So I was like, oh, this is another, another horse racing game. Like I just got one. So I just kind of passed, passed over it. Um, bad move. But then um, last Sunday, um, the watch it played they had a, like an eight hour um marathon of let's just play a bunch of games teach a bunch of games and and whatnot and this is um ready set bet and it is the new one from john d Clare. he just did the dead reckoning and so this is a new one from him coming up from aeg and Oh my goodness, this game (laughs) is like, I want to play it right now. Like we watched them do the playthrough. They did the teach on this and it was, I didn't realize it until the end, but it was actually John D. Clare who was like running the game and teaching. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool that he was there. But you have one person who is the dedicated dice chucker and horse mover yeah basically yeah controls the horses yeah. so you've got like the horse track and you're just like you roll and okay this is horse number four and you move it up and then you roll again oh it's another four. Oh, they get a bonus and then you roll again and while you're while the while the person in charge is rolling all the dice and moving the horses there is a separate betting board that you are constantly everybody else is constantly making bets so you might see that like horse number eight is moving up really fast you're like oh i'm gonna put like my big bet on like on number eight and maybe i'll put my medium bet there and then who knows maybe eight cools and number and the one twos are like racing up the track and so then you're like oh i already put my big bet on on eight but i'll put this one on one two but then oh somebody got there before me so then you have to go like one step down and it just it, you're watching him move up the horses yeah. and in the in the rest of the screen all you can see is hands going in like <laughs> all over placing 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 and it's one of those games where i i feel like i would have just as much fun being the person rolling the dice and moving the horses and kind of just like narrating the game as I would actually yeah. playing and doing the betting. And it looked just like, and after every round, it's three or four rounds. And like after every round, you get um, an individual kind of card that gives you an ability that you can do that's kind of goes against the rules. So you can choose when to play that. And my ability lets me do this. And it just adds like a complete other element to it. And it, it just looked chaotic and fun. It and simulates like, yeah, like fast real paced, time horse racing, like going, and betting. yeah, and so, so. Co- the, yeah, like it's like the board is Vegas style where you're just throwing chips down <laughs> on this, and what once it's played, it's played. You're not moving anything off the board, and and you're you're seeing those horse start to like 
yeah, one's taken off yeah. and everyone's betting on that, but then you're holding back and then and you, can, you think that another horse is going to take off and it does and then it gets a bonus and it's skyrocketing to the end and people are just throwing stuff and yelling and it's really hilarious. And you can gain, you win, you gain money. If you lose, you lose money. Like yeah. there's, so it's like you have to, you're careful with where you're putting your bets and it's it just, really it looks good. like a ton yeah. of fun. I wanted to play while I was watching it. I just yeah. want to you you have you have to bring this one out and convince my wife to play because she she's one of these type of players that if she's playing a game there's there's no way she wants to like she's there's no losing so <laughs> I could see her just dial into this and be like get out of my way yeah. this is right. mine right. oh it yeah so good. oh yeah I I or, like or the aesthetics on this. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I like the like. It looks like you're going to Vegas, totally. like yeah. just the way they have the layout and everything. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it's very intriguing to me. It, it it would be great to pair with like Vegas Wits and Wagers yeah. and do like a you know and maybe like Las Vegas or one of those games that's that's pretty light too and just have like a Vegas, Vegas style night. gambling night. Yeah, right? for sure. It looks so. That'll fun. be fun. And yeah, like she said, I think I would have just about as much fun being the guy controlling oh, yeah. the horses. Like, for sure. And number eight's into the lead. No, oh, here comes number three. And number three got a bonus. And everyone's just like, oh my goodness. And they're putting down. Yeah. Putting stuff down. Looks you're awesome. not waiting. Like no. you're rolling, moving, rolling, moving. So, and ev- it's, so it's like simulates real time, right? So it's really good yeah. that way. The person rolling the dice is not into that and not in the race or no, no, no. And so, and then it keeps going around kind of thing. So eventually they will have the opportunity. No, I think that person just for the, for the round, like the whole game, like the four rounds, they're the person just in charge and they're rolling and moving and rolling and moving and rolling and moving. And then if you played like a second game of it, then you could sit them in and out, but no, cause you're, um, you're gaining money every round. So you're going to gain or lose. So you would want the same person being the. I think uh-huh. one game is like yeah. fifteen minutes. Yeah, they go really fast. I could, I could see, I could. If I'm just picturing my own family playing this, and the person <laughs> rolling the dice would just be kind of smiling, going, "I'm in control of you guys right now because I'm just gonna keep rolling and have you guys just freak out." Oh yeah, yeah. it's so cool. Oh yeah. yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of puppeteering going on in this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and the more players. Have you, Aaron? Have you sure. caught wind of this one before? No, I, I I haven't I hadn't heard anything about it, so it looks really cool. Yeah. The, uh, the John Declare has, has his yeah it's his brain a has style. A three degrees <laughs> off the center when he's right? looking at games. <laughs> like you go with Dead Reckoning to this Ready Set Bet, which yeah. is like chaotic, just two totally different types Couldn't of be games. More opposite, yeah. It's awesome. Nice, nice, Robbie. What's new, yes, sir? I have one more that's been on my radar. Um, I just saw it. Uh, come up on pre-order and I clicked on it. I was like, oh, it looks interesting. And I found out that it's a reprint that's coming from 1994. And this, yeah. <laughs> and it's from, well, it's from a few different publishers. I don't know who's publishing this reprint. I think it's Hobby World that's uh, publishing the reprint. But it's a game called Nightmare Chess. <laughs> and Sounds frightening. I guess what it is, is it's <laughs> chess, but each player, black, black, and white have their own separate deck of cards. And in those deck of cards are a whole bunch of random things you can you can do with these cards in this deck. But those cards, you don't just get your whole deck of cards. You have to agree kind of like X-Wing style on a point system. So we'll agree to spend 500 points on cards. 
right? And then so you have to go through your deck picking out, and each card has a set amount of points attached oh, to it. So I'll yeah. take these two 100-point cards, and I'll take these two 50-point cards, and this 20-point card, and this 30-point card, and so forth to build your deck for the game. And you get to play these cards during a game of chess to manipulate how things are going to happen. Some cards are to be played before you move, uh, during your move, or after your move, or on somebody else's move, or whatever it might be. And it and it your your deck is made however you want. So you could go with say five cards all at one hundred points apiece for five hundred points, or you could go a different round, you know, and have like ten cards or, or twenty cards depending on how many uh, points they're worth. And I guess you get to build your deck that way and manipulate the chessboard uh, with this deck of cards as you go and you just play, you're playing chess, but you're just manipulating with the deck of cards. And it sounds so cool to me because I love chess. I've been playing chess since I was like three, four years old. I, I am not good at chess. So ha- having any type of mitigation would be awesome for me <laughs> in, <laughs> right? in chess. It sounds so cool. And yeah, this game was originally from 1994. So and it's being again. Reprinted. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Aaron here. This sounds like a game that somebody was like invent. It's one of those games that a kid would invent after you're playing chess. Going, yeah, we need power cards. Right? We, <laughs> we need some. We need like like blow the board up card. Yeah, this to <laughs> me sounds, sounds like awesome. kids without supervision. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I as soon as I read it, I was like, oh man, this sounds so cool. So yeah, I instantly just pre-ordered it and. We'll see, but I love it. The name they, that pops out. Oh, sorry, Rob. No, go no, ahead. just I love the I love the idea of b- building the deck with the point system, um, so that you don't just have all your cards, right? You have to pick and choose which ones you want, and 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 have a reason for doing so, and kind of make the cards work together, and it just sounds awesome. The um, I was I was gonna say uh, the Bruno Fiduti is on as one of the designers, so. Yeah. To me, there's a 1994. This is probably when his, when he just started that whole uh, complete step into the, uh, uh, you know, board game design kind of thing. So, nice. Yeah, it looks cool. Nice, nice. Um, uh, I'm gonna round this out with a Kickstarter, which I I'm not a big Kickstarter, but the uh, the this is a Sinister Fish Games, and I have Villagers, which is such a fun little deck builder that they have uh, a game called Moon. Yeah, and it says, construct the most popular moon base by drafting cards and placing rovers. And uh, I, yeah, like the, the Villagers is a, is a reasonably priced game with lots of game in it. And there's so much fun. Even, even me being Mr. Lonely Solo Guy, <laughs> I enjoy myself. I enjoy my company. Um, but uh, the moment you add space to anything... Oh, sign me up. Done, right? Um, I have, and that's the only thing I know about this Kickstarter is is who it's by and what kind of you know uh, expectation, right? Um, the uh, I believe they just had a, uh, a an urban one. I can't remember what it is. It's city or something like that, right? Yeah, I forget. It's like stre- yeah, it's I street or something. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I keep along seeing those streets, lines, yeah. and that that I keep looking at it every time I go to our, like our, yeah. our local store. And I'm like, ah, that looks fine. And they, I think they took the engine from Villagers and went, well, let's make it an urban thing. And now it's like, let's make it a moon thing. And they add 
um, I'm, I, I just kind of saw that they talk about little uh, moon rovers, and I'm like, okay, if they have little moon rover meeples, <laughs> I will die. <laughs> oh, they do too. They have little white uh, rovers. So yeah. nice. Um, the uh, what I appreciate with with uh, this company is um, keep it simple, keep it clean, and keep it, you know, entertaining. And the art's great. Uh, they, I think they, I love their uh, white background theme. It's nice mm. and crisp, and and me having aged eyes, uh, there's a lot of uh, foreground background differentiation, which I appreciate. So, um, outside of that, I mean, I saw Aaron, you nodding because uh, Villagers, yes, you you played. Uh, you yeah, I, I I have Villagers. We actually played it at uh, a convention in Seattle right before the world fell apart. Uh, and then and so we bought it for Benji for his birthday because we were like, oh, he will totally like this like cascading like you have, you know, you have one player's ability. And so that leads to all the others that you. so we, we had a lot of fun with that drafting style thing. And so, yeah, we have a copy of that. I haven't tried streets, uh, so I don't know if that's any good, but th I liked the first one. So, yeah. Right on. Yeah, it looks good. Well, um, that uh, on that note, um, that's rounding out our, our little uh, council of cardboard session. And uh, before we sign off, uh, um, let's do a quick round and uh, um, let everybody know where they can, again, where they can find you and uh, what you're working on. And we'll start with Aaron. Uh, well, for board games, I do a podcast called Boards Alive. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Boards Alive, or you could like Google Boards Alive. Uh, our website is boardsalivepodcast.com. Uh, so you can find all our episodes there. I do at this point in time, I do a show where I have a guest on every episode. Recently, Rob was on an episode, yeah. so uh, you feel free to check that one out if you want. Uh, and uh, if you want to know more about cult classic movies and TV shows that I didn't watch growing up uh <laughs> but that people love uh we have a show called cult classic callback and it's it literally movies like et or the goonies or alien these are all movies that i didn't see growing up and i obviously i guess i missed out and so what i what my partner and i are doing is we watch them but we have a guest on who has loved those things and so we we watch it and they watch it again and we talk about whether or not it still holds up after all this time and why it was significant to that person and usually Lindsay and i make fun of the movie uh, <laughs> a bunch because we have bad taste in movies maybe, <laughs> uh, has Lindsay watched a lot um, of these in childhood Li no Lindsay nope. also it, it's a perfect pairing because neither nice. of us have watched very many things like we we have not watched a lot of stuff. Uh, you uh, People are always constantly amazed at the things that we actually get to cover on the podcast because we did not see them. Uh, so, yeah, so, so it, it's a lot of fun. And, and so, yeah. Cool. Nice. Cool. Um, uh, I, I was going to just say there, so uh, your upbringing, there's not a lot, a lot of Littlest Hobo or Beachcombers or anything like that? Uh, no, no, I did not watch Bad either Canadian of those content, things. Yeah. No, Little House on the Prairie, not a thing I watched. Uh, someone tried to do Elf. reboot. Someone, someone suggested reboot, and I was like, no, I did watch a lot of mm. reboot as a kid because that was a great 
animated oh, cartoon yeah. show. Uh, but but yeah, there there. When we get guests to come on, it's often like give us a list of things that you haven't seen uh, or that you loved, and we'll tell you what we haven't seen on. <laughs> so. <laughs> my my brain's having a little geek out moment because um, the uh, what I lo- when you said uh, the reboot in uh, the same uh, kind of timeline was the the nineties X Men. Yeah. And oh, now that, that yes, I've watched that show. It that show again. rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, Disney Plus is bringing it back, and I, I'm just kind of like going, okay. The little child in my brain is freaking out. <laughs> Norm, yeah, totally. I now have the littlest hobo um, sound, like song theme song in my head. <laughs> There's a voice that keeps on calling me. <laughs> oh yeah, no, oh absolutely. Um, uh, Rob, well, speaking of transitioning, Rob and Anne-Marie, where can everybody find um, you guys? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter, uh, at The Meeple Dungeon, and uh, YouTube, The Meeple Dungeon. Uh, we have our own podcast, The Meeple Dungeon, on all the major podcasting sites. And yeah, we're, our Twitter's our, our major thing, if you want to uh, see us day to day. And then it, we try to do weekly or every 10 days or so for our podcast. And uh, we're coming up on a year now of doing yeah, that. Yeah, just so. about a year. And we're going to be doing Yay. episode 40 this coming week, which is going to have Mr. Norm on that show. So, yeah, it's going to, yeah. Be, it's going to be cool. So, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for us. Hey there. Once again, a big, huge thank you to Aaron from the Boards Alive podcast and Rob and Anna Marie from the Meeple Dungeon. And a little uh, footnote of uh, editing uh, I tried my best to manage that echo and or uh, reverb in the background. Uh, there was a speaker that was bleeding into a microphone, so I tried my best, and I hope it didn't uh, wasn't too uh, distracting, and uh, more distracting than us talking about board games. Hey, so uh, that being said, I'm your host Norm, and we'll catch you later. This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and you can find more about the podcast on Twitter at BC Board Gamers, and you can find the podcast on YouTube by searching Cardboard Conjecture and on Board Game Geek Guild number 4045. If you wish to contact the podcast, you can email norm at cardboardconjecture.com. Thanks, eh?